The Chasing Daylight Podcast is brought to you by Good Walk Coffee Company. Premium coffee is born from a shared passion for great coffee and our love for the game of golf. We source the best beans from around the world, roast them to perfection, and deliver fresh to your door. Buy a single bag from our website or do yourself a favor and subscribe to save 15%, get free shipping, and never run out of your new favorite coffee. Go to goodwalkcoffee.com to order now. That is goodwalkcoffee.com. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere to lead the pack. At Augusta, he's on his final hole. He's about 455 yards away. He's going to hit about a two iron, I think. Billy, 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 Billy. Let it happen. Be the ball. Be the ball, man. Well, it's kind of difficult with you talking like okay. that. Okay, Welcome back to the Chasing Daylight, everybody. We're up to episode number 36, and today I've got two Utah boys on the phone with me. Um, Jordan from uh, Impact Golf Center, along with the owner and operator there, Derek Fox. How are you guys doing today? We're doing good. Doing real good. So, um, Derek, you've got this facility up there. It's in Draper, right? Yep, Draper, Utah. Uh, the southern point, southern part of the Salt Lake City area. Um, tell us a little bit about Impact golf center uh what you guys do there and let everybody know you know what's going on there okay yeah so uh we opened about six years ago um kind of we're about 9200 square feet we got six simulators two track mans chipping green putting green sam putt lab studio full build shop um kind of the initial and when I opened it was to kind of be a retail golf store with an entertainment side to it. Um, but my, I, I'd kind of done club fitting for quite a bit before I opened it. And that reputation kind of followed us into impact and kind of took Jordan and I by storm, honestly, in the beginning, like it just kind of took over and the retail really flopped. It was really hard to like move the inventory quick. The cost crazy. Uh, you know, we also, I've got the Derek Fox golf Academy out of there. So the lessons went crazy. I kind of had to even pivot Jordan's role with the company and be like, Hey, I need you to turn pro and <laughs> start fitting and teaching with me. Cause we just, I couldn't keep up. And then we had a builder that was initially involved, but we just started doing these so many sets that he couldn't keep up. And so, uh, uh, Jordan and I ended up doing a lot of fun late night i mean it was fun too we actually it was yeah. it was a lot of good times with me and jordan in there we're doing the fittings and then at night we'd go on and build the clubs and then but it was a lot of work the first three years it was a grind but it was uh it was good it was a lot of fun so how many employees do you have there at the store what are we at about nine jordan with full-time part-time yeah. seven yeah, we, we probably part. range seven to ten yeah, uh, depending on the time of the year. And is it uh, seven days a week, six days, five days? What are your... So we're six days a week right now. Um, we did open for Sunday for a little while, but um, we just didn't yeah. see... Everybody asked us to be open on Sunday, but then nobody shows, <laughs> never up. shows up. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, typical. why am I going to stay open if you guys... So I'm not opposed to having a, you know having it open on Sunday so people can practice, but... Um, we don't, we wouldn't do any fittings or teaching on Sundays, but you know, if people want to go in and practice, I'd be open to that. But you know, if there's no people, I'm not yeah. obviously going to have anybody there staffed in it. So, so how, was, how <clears throat> did you start off with that size of a f facility? God, I, 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 I have a history with struggling with the word facility. Yeah. So. <laughs> facility. That's, <laughs> Say that's, center. that's all right. Uh, yeah. Did you start off with that big of a blueprint? Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's the original blueprint. Um, we've actually been in negotiations with the mall to potentially change it up, and we'll kind of see how that goes or whether we downsize or, um, you know. But but like I said, originally my whole plan was I had about 2,500 square feet of it dedicated to retail. We were going to sell bags and shoes and 
golf clubs and and what's happening is I don't even stock anything that we sell really um cuz everything we do is custom whether you right now we just right before this virus hit we had shifted our pricing model to kind of a good better best strategy mm-hmm. so we do the fit and then you know good is a stock option that we select based on the profile that you have better is your upgraded shaft option built by us but more to a a basic spec and then our best is kind of the the top of the line we're known for with the tour build with the frequency matching sst shaft peering obviously anything we do at the best we guarantee so if you got to tweak it you come back in and we tweak it but now that's that's i don't actually even stock anything that's an interesting concept um is that did that come to you as this is the way we need to do it or did it did it come to fruition based upon what you were seeing because as you know, far as the good yeah the good the good cause, better best because i you know i um you go into a, a place and you, you get fit and most of the times yeah. the those facilities <laughs> um yes. tell you hey this is what you need you know here you go yeah so i think being presented with hey this is going to be good for you this is better this is the best is a really yeah. unique way of doing it. But was that the plan yeah. or did it evolve? No, this we it's just a- literally, Jordan and I kind of talked, I don't know, probably the first end of last year. Yeah, we, we said, kind I mean, of, we, yeah, all we last toyed year with we were it. kind of looking at something better to offer because that was always one thing that we got kind of pushed back was that it's, it's too expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we always knew that no matter what, People need to get fit no matter what, no matter what level they're at and what, you know, what they're willing to spend and do on it. So we, we kind of started with a different program. We were going to do like a stock fit and then we were going to do a tour fit and that was going to be the determinant. But that was kind of hard for our sales guys to go, OK, how do I know which guy needs to be a stock fit and which yeah. guy's a tour fit? And then I also I mean, we're top 50 in the country as far as fitters and builders go. So I didn't want to. You know, the more I started thinking about and talking to some of the guys I consult with, I didn't want to dummy down the experience for anybody. I wanted the experience to be awesome. So what kind of got my mind going on the good, better, best is I actually was really razzing a good buddy of mine that came in for lessons that's bought clubs for me in the past. I started razzing him because I'm like, dude, you didn't buy these for me. <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah, because I, I can't afford you. And I'm like, what do you mean? I could have ordered the same thing from the manufacturer at the same price you paid for. Yeah. He's like, well, I didn't even know you did that. Oh. And I'm like, well, yeah, I don't prefer to do it. <laughs> I'd rather you get them cured what? and dialed. And he's like, well, I've got three sets I got to buy every year. I got to buy for me and my two kids. There's no way I can spend that kind of money. So I'm like, okay, I got to come up with a strategy that doesn't have this sale. He still wants to come in and use our expertise, but I don't want to lose this sale to you winna yeah. or whoever, the big box stores. I don't want to lose that sale because I can't offer them the price that I need to be able to offer them that fits in their budget and their, what they're going for. So, yeah, and it's, I mean, it's like, like you said, it just, you're trying to get fit everybody in and some people don't want to do it. I mean, and the fact that they never asked, and I think we, like I said, we prefer to do it the best way, right? Because we've seen the results. Yeah, absolutely. And we know know the, you know, what can come of that and and why we do it. You know, there's a reason why it's called the be- the best, right? There's a reason why we do the things that we do. It's not just to add cost, um, you know, to the to their to the sale. So um, I got my little one yelling at me here. <laughs> Hey, it's quarantine life. If somebody doesn't like listening to it, somebody's kid yeah. in the background. Tough. That is, yeah. that is definitely true. <laughs> but I mean, so it was just it was just a way that it's it's something that you know we did a few times. If they asked, we'd obviously do it for them. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't something that that we publicized like we we do now. So, so how was the feedback been from that? You know, honestly, when we tested it, it was really good. We, yeah. uh, I don't think we've actually lost a sale since I've gone to this model um, that that's I know huge. of. Um, yeah, that's and, big. yeah, and what's happened that's kind of been interesting. <laughs> what's happened that's kind of been interesting, to be honest with you, is there's some sales where Jordan and I do the fit, and we'd be like, this guy's for sure good. Yeah. Just, you know, based on what he was telling us and how he was hitting it, he's like, no, I want the best. Like, give me the best. <laughs> and then, We'd have other guys that, you know, I kind of have, Jordan and I kind of have the sense of what's going to happen as we go through this. 
we kind of have a sense of what's going to happen, what they're going to buy, or who's going to be like, oh, I need to go check with my wife. And then we'll never see him again. Well, a lot of those people started, you know, we'd give them the quote and, you know, they'd go, let me think about it. The next day they're calling us going, oh, I'll buy the good. Yeah. yeah. That seems right. And, and we can always upgrade the good too. Yeah. That's, so that's I mean, you're giving them options. Th- yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can start with the good if that doesn't work. Okay. Well, why didn't that work? Well, that's not the shaft I fit you to. It's close, but it's stock. It's but a ten dollar it, version. It's nice too because you're going to have that uh, history of them the next time they come in. Yes. Hey, look! Last time you bought a good set, we want you to get a better yeah. set, and you're going to see yeah. an improvement. So that's I like that. That's that's a unique yeah. uh, unique way of doing it. And what yeah. what it is also prices oh. us very comparatively too because it prices us competitive with big box stores. It, the other guys that are in our space, the way we price it out now, there's nobody that can go anywhere else that's in our space and get a better deal. Like it's For not sure. out there with the way that we're pricing our shafts. You know, I'm not doing a big markup on the shafts trying to hide a build fee. Yeah. You know, it's just, hey, this is what you're paying for the head. This is what you're paying for the shaft. This is what you're paying for our tour build. So it's it's really laid out in a clean way that I'm pretty excited about. I need Corona to go away <laughs> so we could get, get some like more said, going. It, it was yeah. definitely it was definitely getting some traction for sure. This is has slowed yeah. it down, obviously, um, with you know limited availability of us because of it, and you know having to shut down the day to day kind of operations there and impact. Yeah. It's it's but I'm yeah it'll be exciting once we we get it get back at the full speed and rolling it so, just a little bit better you guys have all, all the brands right you're not locked into one manufacturer yeah, nope. you'll you'll do anything yeah. right I, brand, I tell brand agnostic for sure yeah, i tell people that uh, we're not on contracts with these guys we don't get played we pay them to pay their stuff so you might as well play what you hit the best exactly so, so I mean, we carry all the major brands and i've got a couple of like mira and pxg and epon a few of the boutique brands but what is let's so let's go into like drivers um what what's the hot driver that's selling the most we'll go pre-corona um (laughs) pre-covid this has been a good year for sim um i've done really well with sim obviously maverick sim and Um, maverick have been good i sold a few i mean Ping's been solid. I mean, ever since yep. they came out with their G400 and then the G410, they've been solid. And yeah, then possible. probably Cobra is probably the next. Is. Yeah, Cobra's been pretty good. Titleist, even this driver's probably been the best Titleist driver we've had in a while. How, um, how many people come in? This is something I love asking this question to people that have fitting facil- facilities, um, fitting centers. There we go. Um, how many people come in that are this is what I want. I only want this. And the percentage of them that leave with that versus after you fit them and they see something different and it changes their opinion. I mean, as long as they're willing to let Jordan and I try the other stuff, um, I would say that probably ends up being 50, 50. They leave with something else. I mean, a lot of those guys that come in like, with their mindset, they've got the tattoo on their forearm of which brand they play, <laughs> you know, or on where's yours at? Where's the ping? It's, it, it's on my cap. That's <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> um, I play, I play, I play Callaway irons, so I'm not, I'm not, but you're branded. I <laughs> I know. Yes. I got a buddy who's a Titleist guru and I can show him he hits stuff better and he still buys Titleist. Wow, but most crazy. of the people end up opening up to it. And, and honestly, I take their feedback. I mean, that's one thing that I think I've tried to teach the fitters at my place is, you know, I played for a living for a long time, too. And if I didn't like the look or the feel of it, I didn't care if it was five yards longer. So I do take that into account. But if it's a significant difference, a lot of these guys are going, OK, I mean, that's 20 yards longer. I need to go to the Callaway yeah. right? or the tater made his way. Like for me, I'm actually slightly long, slightly longer with the Callaway when we test but my dispersion with twist face is quite a bit better. And so I sacrificed the five, six yards to get the tighter dispersion. Yeah. I, I was gaming uh, last year. I started off the year with a, a PXG, um, the gen two XF. Yeah. And, um, it, I liked it because it felt fantastic. I loved looking at it. It felt fantastic. The acoustics I think are one of the best 
acoustics yeah. as far as you know, driver sound is. Yes. Um, and then I hit the the Epic Flash Sub Zero, and I yep. went, "Wow, that's a yeah. really nice driver, PXG." <laughs> but man, are you guys missing yeah. something? It just right. spins too much. I mean, it just it, spins too much. That's the biggest problem you got with the PXG. In my opinion, that's the biggest problem you got with Titleist. The yeah. and this it's one's been better, but we just can't seem to get guys spin rates down with those two brands. And, and so you're hitting these great balls, and it's twenty yards shorter because the spin yeah. rates. And it's why that Titleist always has to come out with their, well, it was their D4 or their TS4. TS4 to yeah. try to drop that spin, get that that yeah. face to get that spin down. So, it's, but they, they all make a good product. Now it is it is funny being a long time a big oh, it's perfect. So the, to me that shows they all make good stuff, and so that shows me that there is something to the aesthetics, the weighting. The look, does it sit square? Does it sit open? How does your eyes like to see things? Um, And so, I mean, it's like this new SIM driver. I've never been above a nine-degree driver. And so when I got my SIM driver this year, I ordered a nine, and it looks shut to me. So I couldn't hit it worth a lick. Um, And then I finally took our 10.5 demo, turned it all the way down, and I hit it pretty good the first day. But it looked so much better. And then I went and had my staff repure it. So they moved my shaft back to the right spot. I didn't miss a fairway with it wow. the last time I played. And it's just so how it sits, you know, certain people like stuff like that. Too. Yeah, now I've I've heard just from <clears throat> rumblings and talking to people, the the sim is more a driver for somebody that's got a higher swing speed. Would you say that's accurate or not at all? Uh, I would say that's what it's designed for initially. But I also think if a guy has a really high spin rate, I've been able to use that versus the max to get the spin rate down. Yeah. So Interesting. there are still reasons I would go with the sim with a guy that's in the 95 mile per hour zone. If for some reason their spin rates are staying high, if their spin rates are staying low, then yeah, I wouldn't probably do that. Or if you got a guy where you need the adjustable weight to try to help speed the toe or the heel up to kind of tighten your dispersions. So I mean, there's always little things like that that play into it, but that's the, overall, I would say that's a general what it's designed for. Yeah, for having a fitter that knows what they're doing is key. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so that's, let's hop to irons. What's what's been the okay. big the big iron seller this this season so far? Man, that one's a tough one. I mean, PXG. We have done. We've had a good start to the year with PXG. Um, I had to pay that bill. Today it wasn't a fun one. <laughs> that one's never a fun one. Um, so yes, PXG has been good. I think their new club is their best club they've designed. Um, For sure, I've done well with the Callaway stuff. P790 is still killing it. I mean that iron is just hot. Honestly, one that doesn't get enough credit in our opinion Trixon. is Trixon. They, I mean, I tell people all the really time: good. if you want bang for your buck, like if you There's, were coming into me just saying what's I want the best-looking, feeling golf club that has really good value. I'd put you in a strict on all day long. Yeah. And they've got three. I mean, you've got three. You've got the, the Z Forge, the 785, and then the 585. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're going to be able to fit just about everybody really, within that range. Really good-looking irons. Oh, they're so. great. I've also done about five sets of mirrors in the last month and a half. Really? So I think uh, we're creating a little bit of a mirror trend here in uh, – Utah. Uh oh. That's yeah. what I that's what I play currently. <laughs> oh, so yeah. uh yeah. How, they're amazing. Much much Hanma cells since the Mura cells or I no? haven't brought in Hanma yet, to no. be honest with you. We toyed with the idea of bringing Hanma in when Justin Rose switched over. We We're had done. like two or three calls. <laughs> two or three calls, that's it. He's that's played it. like turd since he switched. Yep. And so nobody's really nobody's really asking us for it. And so honestly those high end brands yeah. The other thing I don't think Hanma did right, in my opinion, um, they're in big box stores. Yeah. You can't be both. Nope. Like, you know, you've got, if you're going to be a high-end brand, you need to be boutique. And that's it. Uh, and and they started going into big box stores. And that's the other reason I kind of hesitated bringing them on at us is it's like, look, you're not known to be competing against these name brands. You're known to be competing against PXG. Well, if that's the case, why are you selling at 
you know, the big box stores. It just yeah. shouldn't be there. And so that's another reason I kind of didn't bring them on. That whole brand, that but, whole brand has gone through an identity crisis. Like, oh, I, man. I can't <laughs> believe I, I first, um, cause you, you game, you're gaming. I have some Honda stuff in the bag right now. Not the, yeah. not the irons. I, I'm, I currently have the, the D, the new D seven forge from Wilson in the bag. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, but I, I have the, the TW seven thirty seven series. I had the, the P irons, which were the, the cast ones, um, which I really like. And I, I mean, everybody that I know that has hit those, it's hard for them to believe that it's a cast head because it's so soft. Um, they did a remarkable job on that, but the, the fairway woods is what I have. I've got, uh, the 737 series, uh, three wood, five wood and hybrid. And yeah. They are so good, and I don't know what it is about it. The face on them is really hot. The ball speed numbers are just ridiculous for me compared. To, I mean, I was yeah. getting driver ball speed numbers with my three wood when you know when I first got it. Yeah, that's really good. It's it's really hot, but the the new stuff I just haven't been I haven't been keen on it. the The driver didn't do anything yeah. for me. I right before we shut down here, I was at uh, Club Champion here, and the first time I saw the new Honda driver, and it it didn't do anything for me. Yeah. yeah well and i i don't know the guy that came and took it over i don't he tried to turn it in like he came over from TaylorMade, and i don't know what exactly he did it was it, weird it's not working out so much well it, and i think it hurt them that rose went through like had rose kept a going. struggle oh if he yeah. would have come out on if fire oh yeah and he, he did out. win the one tournament I mean, he won, won this first one. tournament out but it wasn't he was like nothing yeah. So I I don't know. I I'd be surprised if he stays, to be honest with you, and isn't back at Tater Major. Oh, he already left. Soon. He's already so. out of, it's already out of the bag. Oh, yeah. yeah it's already out of the that bag. That shows you how much that shows you how well, much. Well, this was that was going to be news, too, right? Yeah. Well, that, and that's one of the reasons why they say he left is because the the person that was with Tater Made that from Tater Made. Yeah, yeah. And he bounced and you know Ryan was even saying this, "Hey, I, I'm not winning." Uh the guy that I came here for is gone. What am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? Um, so I, I don't, yeah, I see him. And honestly, that's the thing is that just goes to show you, he went over there for a relationship yep. more Relation- than he went over there for the equipment <laughs> being better in my opinion. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I think so. hundred percent, hundred percent. But yeah, so, so, okay, so, so that's what uh, we haven't brought in yet. And I honestly don't know if I will. Um, what about Wilson? Tell me, your thought. I'm a, I'm a Wilson fanboy. So, you are a Wilson fanboy. I hit them when we were down there in in Vegas and played with you, and they feel good. But it's, I think it's kind of the same same reason we didn't bring in Hanma. Just demand. Yeah, you, you gotta have yeah, demand. More. You gotta yeah. have demand. Yeah, and driver That's versus thing, driver is not the amount of, drawing it. In my opinion, <laughs> yeah. When when you're buying the amount of demos I have to buy every year, like it is one of those things that like we didn't bring Nike in back in the day when and how could you not do that with all the guys that were with Nike, yeah. but nobody ever asked for Nike. Nobody ever was mad. I don't get a guy that looks in my drawer and doesn't see the Wilson staffs and go, dude, you don't have Wilson staffs in here. <laughs> and that's kind of the issue with Wilson staff is the history and the rich history they have with their name. It just isn't carrying over. And it's so mm-hmm. hard to crack those top four. I mean, just, it's so, I mean, even Cobra, I mean, Cobra makes some great stuff, like oh, yeah. great stuff. I've yet to sell Cobra stuff to a guy that doesn't like it, but it doesn't blow up. And you look at it, they've got Ricky yeah. Fowler, who in my opinion is maybe the most marketable guy in golf. <laughs> it's Tiger Woods. Oh, and then even Lexi um, on the female side. Lexi yeah. on the female side. And they, you know, you still got Greg Norman involved in the company and they don't crack in there like you would think they would, but it's There's- just... They're starting to a little bit, but a little F9, bit F9 was the first like real driver. Yeah. I think we sold more F9 than we did the four previous years. I'll put oh, yeah. wow. I mean, unless said, it were... wasn't a ton, but yeah. it's, it just tells you. How unless you're selling the offset driver yeah. for the 25 handicap, it's sliced. <laughs> that was the only thing we were really selling. Yeah. That, I had one of the original, uh, or not the original, one of the, the Cobra. Uh, the F, F Max. The TI. No, the way back. Yeah. Way back. The yeah. uh, the TI is what it was that had yeah. the, the little. I've got my the, grandpa's in the other the room. little triangle on <laughs> yeah. the hosel that, you know, it was yeah. offset like a lot. <laughs> yeah, my grandpa was hitting out. I've got it in his, my, you know, before he passed away, he gave me all his old golf stuff. And 
I've got it in the other room. My my current five wood head is bigger than what that head was. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. So why do you why do you think it is that the the big four that you're saying have such a stranglehold on what people are buying? Is it marketing dollars? Is it PGA Tour viewership? People see it. I mean, what what do you think it is? I think it's R and D. I think they put a lot into the development. I mean, some of that is going to go into marketing, and some of it, right? They they obviously have to get performance because if they weren't yeah. getting performance, then we wouldn't sell them. I mean, yeah. so it's not. <laughs> Cobra puts a lot into their marketing. Oh, yeah, they put a ton into it. Yeah, and they they're not getting the performance ratings on our side when we're dealing strictly with, you know, dealing with numbers and dealing with results that that some of these other companies are but i think i think it's that it's just putting putting a a priority on the the research and development part portion of it and i also think i mean honestly i think if some of these companies were smart like a cobra it's close enough that if they were to adjust their price like if you could buy the cobra for 400 and you're buying the TaylorMade for 550 then it's as close as points like you might see the money and go with the Cobra, yeah. but they're all yeah. pricing at the same price. So these brands that aren't as good or no, I shouldn't say aren't as good. Cause it's good. It's good stuff. Nobody makes anything bad, but these brands that aren't as well known, it's like, you got to give a reason. You got to give a reason for the people to, to cheat on TaterMade. Yeah. Why, why am I going to leave TaterMade if it's the same price? I don't trust it. I've never hit it. You're really trying me in a Cobra. Yeah. You hit it. Amazing. That was incredible numbers. Okay, well, if I was offering that at $100 less than the TaterMade, you might get some more guys being willing to go that, especially if they were coming to independent guys like us who aren't necessarily pushing a brand. I mean, it's a funnel with us. Yeah. We're going to try almost every head, all the shafts, and then funnel it through. Well, I know um, when all the new stuff was released for this season, um, I went and hit everything that I could. And I didn't see – there wasn't one thing that made me go – this is going to do better than than my you know epic sub zero my the flash right now it's yeah it's just not i mean I, we're talking two yeah. three yards maybe a couple hundred uh you know spin yeah but nothing that i i think they're you know we've reached that pinnacle of hey this is the tech <laughs> this, yeah. this is what you're gonna get you know like crossfield says it's 265 no matter what i put on it i'm gonna hit it 265 um yeah so it's it, the the marketing play and and how they're presenting to it it's a it's gonna be a challenge it's gonna be a challenge okay yeah. so let's get into uh wedges what's the hot wedge okay uh Bokey still Bokey. dominates i mean yeah i'd say market. 80 percent of what we sell is Bokey. then probably second cleveland yeah um, ever since cleveland went back to the v soul we've done pretty well with that and then also the cbx wedge we sell yeah, the CBX wedge a lot. Was a game changer now, for those guys that go into the the game improvement wedges because or game improvement irons because it matches up so well. Yeah. up and down the set. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, and then we're probably about equal with Jaws and TaterMade. Honestly, yeah. we haven't done as much with the PM grinds and the high toes. A lot of people that just looks too weird for them. And honestly, a lot of it's hard to look at. You know, Jordan hits some amazing. I, shots I, with I, this. I hit the PM grind tonight. It's back in my back. Yeah, it's, I don't think yeah, it'll he, ever come out. I'll be pretty sad hits. if they if they drop it. I remember when I got my demo in for that. I didn't like it, so I gave him it to try. We were up in Park City, and he had a couple chip shots that day. That was like, what the freak? And then you look at the where he hit it on the face, and the it's thing is, toe. I think really, yeah, upper toe. And where I don't think the 10 to 20 handicapper, it really has the skill set to take advantage of what that wedge is designed for yeah, anyway. That is you true. Know? So, so that's, that's definitely a wedge designed for a better, better player to really take advantage of it. And so, but yeah, I would say Volky's always number one. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, so do, yeah, I think we're going to sell a lot of more tailor made this year. We've we sold a few Mira, Mira and like some PHG yeah, wedges. I'm playing the but, mirrors right now, but the new, the the MG2s are the best wedge that Taylor made. Yeah, you were has telling done me since I've been in the biz. Yeah, yeah, and even the the jaws are are pretty good. I've never really yeah. liked Callaway wedges because they've always felt a little clicky to me. Same here, off the face. And uh, this one is better. It's it's significantly better. Uh, I 
Volky will still be, even if Volky's on a down year, will be 70% Volky yeah. probably. So, yeah. Um, there hasn't been a lot of technological advancements in wedges. Um, I mean, Terry Kohler, who, who did score and then started Ben Hogan, yeah. and he's got a new wedge company now that he's starting. Um, he calls himself the wedge guy and it, brilliant mind, brilliant mind. And he's had some yeah. fantastic theories on wedge play. Um, but the, there isn't really much more that you can do to a wedge that's not yeah. already been done. It, do you, you got the grinds, the yeah. mass grinds. I mean, that was a big change. Just adding to the, the amount the of options price. for people. That was a huge got change. We're waiting the weight distribution. And that's where, like Tyler's played around with a little bit with Ovoki last year and then kind of went back to more traditional. They still have the waiting where they've they progressive waiting and then you've got ping with their their glide 3.0 where it's got the where it kind of repels the the water. Dude, that's yeah. great. That's so it gives crazy. you more con- you get the it gives you more consistent. Yeah. So there's there's a but, few yeah. things, but I think it's like I said, and I think it's the same thing with, with wedges as it was with drivers. It's just gonna tap out so it's going to be about aesthetics and waiting it's going to be more about waiting with both of them yeah waiting and feel yeah i mean that's one of the big things we look at with wedges is like look at this point with every company i can find you the lofts we need i can find you the grinds we need so let's just figure out which one you like the aesthetics of and the feel of because these are your touch clubs and once you give jordan or i that we can go in and say okay these are the loft gappings we need this is how we need to adjust the loft. So based on that, these are the grinds we need based on how you're clipping the turf. You know, we want, you know, we do a lot of the D grind with so the Volky up here. For the people that are listening that aren't aware of different grinds and yep. how that affects how you play with your short clubs, what, where's a, a place that they can get some education on understanding grinds? Because, I mean, the Titleist has, you know, they, they tell you, Hey, if this is how you play, you should try this. This is you do this. But a lot of that is just kind of zooms over everybody's head. Where would you recommend they gather some info for that? I mean, Volky or, you know, they do have some okay reading on like what each grind's designed to do. So if you're willing to go through and read through it, you can get some there. Um, I mean, that's probably a good video I should do, honestly. on on that but a lot of it's just getting with a knowledgeable fitter i mean one of my goals when i opened impact was we're not just 15 dollar an hour sales guys every guy i hire is a professional golfer they all can play they all can teach i'm teaching them all to fit all of us that are fitting have built so we understand how the build process works too and that's important for me because i want us to be able to explain all that stuff so you know some of your local PGA pros should know all that. I don't think they, a lot of them know it to the extent that they should. I would agree with um, that. You know, I see a lot of guys coming in with an L grind playing on mushy turf up here. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> well, I dig this wedge. Well, no, duh. You need like 14 degrees of bounce and yeah. you have four. <laughs> you know, a lot of guys don't know front end bounce versus back end bounce. So if you look at Adele, Adele's a, a kind of a good example we've thought about bringing in from on occasions, but they do a massive amount of back end bounce. Um, and so, you know, there's, there's some info out there, but you know, a lot of it's going to a trusted source, I would say. And just, yeah, getting that field and getting, making sure you're getting that, the proper ground contact with that wedge that you need. So, all right. So let's get into the putters. Everybody loves the flat sticks. Okay. What's been what's been the hot one? Uh, Scotty and Spider. Yeah. I mean, Scotty and Spider. I mean, Odyssey's done some good stuff with their putters, but I would say most guys that come in and get on my Sam Putt Lab would walk out with a Scotty. Um, yeah. And then if not, they're the new Spiders having the face balance and a little bit of a toe hang. Spider, you know, the alignment aids on the Spider are really good as well. Um, so we've really liked those but what have you seen kind of same thing from yeah it's been that that i mean i think we fit into a couple of callaways but i i mean in my honest opinion callaway's trying too hard with the putter yeah they with they got the triple track and you've got um because i just play ability different putters they got now (laughs) yeah my demo my demo assortment of 
Callaway is a little bit high right now. Yeah, we'll probably end up selling those <laughs> off. But I mean, getting into that because they've got the what is it? The stroke? This it's the stroke lab is what they call their, yeah, their shaft, the shaft, right? Twist face. But I will tell you what the the, the stability shaft. Yeah, that's crazy. For real. In the yeah, that thing's yeah. good. Yep, I have them. I've got them in my putters. They, yeah, we just barely brought that in, and we're we're gonna start putting that in some of our demos so people can feel it. But the, you know, a lot of people don't understand it. Just, I mean, you improve a putter face by half a degree. It's so that massive. could be the difference between making a twelve footer or missing it. You yeah, know? it's it's unbelievable. So. I I uh, the first one that I got the the guys at at Breakthrough um, sent. They have the. Have you seen their putters? The true two putters. I'll send you a picture, Jordan. You can share it with. Um, yeah. But he he has a putter design too, and it's a really unique putter. It's a little different, but it's it's a pretty unique putter. And so Eric, my friend Eric, lives out in Dallas, and he lives like two miles from from Breakthrough uh, Golf Shop. And so he was coming to town, so he brought one with him, and I played with it, and twenty five putts first time. And I was, you know, we, yeah. were, we were playing Royal Lynx and I was like, man, I know these greens, but I don't know these greens. 25 putts <laughs> know these greens. Yeah, and so I was like, man, there's there's something to this. And uh, so then I uh, got a couple more and then they came out with the the tour edition. The the one's got yeah. a little bit more graphite, a little thinner profile. Yeah, and yeah that one's good. I put that in my. That one's the one that we just put in uh, for uh, one of our clients. And like, it's crazy when you just grab the putter, you can feel that right and oh, we've got we've tested unreal. out a couple of different shafts because the fujikura they have a rubber putter mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah that's in there and that's that's kind of crazy but they've got a soft version that you can actually feel the head flex yeah the shaft flex which is which is weird as hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no thank you but it's like the orange whip putter yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of weird but the other one i mean the other one's pretty good i've actually putted with the other one quite a bit and it, it just it makes a milled face feel like a white hot yeah, yeah so it softens the fill off the face a little bit yeah but, yeah i've been trying to stability is good. I, i've been working on my review for the the stability shafts and and it's so hard for me to explain what it does because it's yeah. it's feel and you can't it's hard to which, translate feel which yeah which is why i think they have kind of a harder time to kind of push it it's because yeah. you have to get into somebody's hand Absolutely. for them to feel it for them yeah. to understand how big of a difference and how much in it some of it is is just you get that putter and you start stroking and you're like this putter's not gonna wobble yeah and so it gives you that confidence to make that stroke the other thing that's hard to quantify, just like with puring, I mean, again, you don't have to improve the performance of the club by very much to start making these putts. Or like I tell my players that don't want to do the puring, I'm like, okay, let's just say it's a four-foot difference. Four foot. You're 200 yards out, and you hit it to 12 feet versus 16 feet. Honestly, psychologically, that's not that much of a difference. But when you start looking at statistics for everybody down the board, four prayer down, you're you're talking a massive increase in your strokes gain putting, your putt make percentage. And you know, it's like, okay, oh. if it's only four feet of difference, that's huge. On the putter, let's say it's a half inch of difference. That might be the difference in you hitting your line and not hitting your line. So that's the problem with golf is you can be a great player, but you're just trying to do all these things to to t- dialed into the end, you know, to the tiniest degree. I mean, when we were working with Mike Weir a little bit, um, we were talking to him about puring and he was like, Oh, you know, I've never really done it. Taylor may doesn't really believe in it. And I'm like, that's just crazy. What? I said, Mike, what if it saved you? They've done some pretty good studies that saves the tour pros about a third of a shot around. And he's, his mouth about hit the floor. He's like, that's millions of dollars over my career. Yeah. Millions. Like that's a, <laughs> a that's a second to a playoff. That's a third to a second. That's a missed cut. To a make this is exactly what he said. He's like yeah. every cut I miss by one. He's like, who knows how much money that cost me? Because if I just make the cut line, I might go 65, 65 and end up winning eight hundred grand for the week. Yep. And instead, yep. you're walking out without a check. So ever since then, he's pure of stuff. And he's like, why would you not? Like I don't understand. If you care about your score, why wouldn't you dial it to the tenth degree? And that goes for the the twenty handicap that cares about a score too. What if what if that just saves you that one shot around and you're you're getting your pops and it wins your skins game for you. Like if you care about your game, 
it's worth investing in that equipment and making it dial. Yeah. <clears throat> and same with the stability putter shaft. I think it's very, very similar to what you're doing with SST shaft puring. Yeah, it's 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 so, been it's it's brought my putting to life. I mean it's it's yeah. Wow. I can wow. putt with a broomstick, so um <laughs> yeah, he's, <laughs> he's ridiculous. He could yeah. I, but I, I'm very excited to try one. I'm very excited to try one because I believe in the technology and I believe in dialing your game. So if I can take the putter I currently got and throw that in and make more putts, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Because it's three hundred dollars. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's it's, it's 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 definitely not not cheap. So. So you said you've got uh, six bays, right? And so what what? What is each bay? Are they designed differently? Are they all the same? How run us through how what the shop looks like? So I have three bays that are what we call playing bays. Um, so those bays have golf courses on them, a driving range. Uh, we actually have shifted. We now use two of those bays as our fitting bays as well. So I actually do have the ability to have TrackMan on those as well. Um, and then we have three bays that are what we call camera bays, practice bays. So those bays have a range feature where you can see what the ball does, but it also has, you know, your video, your slow motion video with your lines. So you can get in there, whether you're working with us or working with another teacher, you can come in there and actually practice smarter. It's one of the things we push a lot in the academy is, look, practice smart, don't practice hard. Um, You know, use technology to your benefit so you can be more efficient with your time Um, instead of just going and beating balls aimlessly into a, open field like come in here and really work on it have a purpose and then yeah have a purpose i mean i just did a a mini lesson today with one of my students uh or not one of my students one of my clients from uh club side he they have access to a track man in idaho so i spent about an hour with him today just showing them how they can use that as a roadmap to actually practice more efficiently and literally the guy went from within 30 minutes he was going from seven degrees into out with a five degree shut face to two degrees into out with a one degree open face hitting a baby drop. And that's just not possible if you're out on the range because he wasn't understanding what was causing the ball flight issues. So he kept going more and more to the inside, trying to fix the wrong problem. Instead, we actually had to go to get him to go more and more to the outside and then get him to hold the face a little bit. So it just practice smart, not practice hard. That's one of the main reasons I decided to build impact was how I was practicing as a tour pro, I went from about a plus two to a plus six because I started using technology and simulators. And I was like, this is phenomenal. I'm practicing way less than I used to be on the technical side. So now I can be on the golf course doing the golf course stuff. And then I can be more efficient with the technique stuff. Do you, do you feel at times there's too much information out there? Absolutely. With all the instant you know, all the, the social media and YouTube and yeah, there can be, it's, you have to take, you have to be able to take the right information and process it. Right. You can get overloaded and you get guys that come in, come in that we'll do lessons with and they'll be like, I saw this on, and I'm like, just stop right there. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Cause a lot of the time YouTube, it, it may be great information. It just may be wrong information for that particular golfer. Right. And that's yeah. where a lot of people on there is because a lot of times you've only got a short clip to do, you know, to do something. So it it's it's kind of a double edged sword where there's a lot of information, which is great for, you know, if you're taking it and you're like, OK, that's a you know, that's what I do or that's that's what, you know, their instructor's been working with them on. You're like, oh, that's that's great. I've been well, that's what we've been trying to do. And this makes sense to me. Um, it's just really easy to get, you know, go down a rabbit hole and, and get yourself really messed up. Yeah. I, I wrote an article years ago. Um, I was, when I first started getting into golf, um, I was a magazine junkie. I, you know, go to the store. I didn't do the subscription models at first. I would just go to the store, buy three different golf magazines, plow through them. Oh, this is going to fix my slice and, you know, and read that. And it messed me up so bad (laughs) because I was getting so much bad information. And now with the shift from periodicals to the Internet, I I watch, you know, I'm I'm a social media junkie. I'm not going to lie. I I 
I, yeah. you know, I, my wife will tell you, I live on Instagram. Um, I just, yeah. I just love the content. I love seeing people golf. I love seeing stories. I love seeing golf courses. Um, but the, the influx of people talking about things that relate to one person compared to, you know, an instruction that could help many. It's crazy to me how many people well, are, I think are, it's a lot of times I think it's like you're trying to find the cheap way out, right? I mean, I charge 150 an hour to come see me in person, right? So people are like, oh, well, let's just see if this tip helps. Let's just see if that helps. But it's like, you know, you need a guide. You need to, even if you do find a good tip, what's to say you're even doing it right? Because if you just go to the range and try it with no set of eyes, no camera, no technology, no track man, how are you even really aware if you're actually even making a change, right? Or and making so, it worse. <clears throat> yeah. And you can get, I mean, I got the tipping yips a couple of years ago. Um, I started to make some, you know, this is about the end of my playing years. I started to make some changes on how I was trying to use the balance more. And I just didn't have enough time to practice. And I literally got the chipping yips and I, Jordan can attest. I was reading every magazine article, <laughs> YouTube video, and I'm a, I'm a top five golf instructor in the state of Utah, probably. Uh, and here I am falling into the same trap I'm warning my, my students of don't do that. Like, you know, I, sh- I should have gone to somebody committed to a technique, let him watch it, let him change it. And it, it's actually taken me slowing down and, you know, almost doing it myself and having Jordan watch some of what I do, you know, uh, but it's, it's taken me quite a bit of time to get out of that trap and say, okay, I'm just going to commit to what I know is right yeah. and practice it. And it's still intriguing. I'll see a video pop up like, oh, watch Rory McIlroy hit a chip. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, I know. Like, I don't want to do that. I, <laughs> exactly. all gonna, one, it's going to piss so. me off because I can't do it. And two, I'm going to go yeah. out there and try and do it. And it's going to piss exactly. me off because I can't exactly. do it. Yeah. <sighs> uh, and you, you see it. And everybody, they, like you said, with that, everybody's got their way to go about it. Right. And so you've got to teach to to what you do. You know, some people, and that's why. You know, that's why when we were talking about wedges, that's why there's the different grinds. That's why there's yep. the different different balances. That's why there's, you know, different flexes. And, and you know, that's why you do that is because you don't swing and you don't hit that chip shot the same as, as the next, you know, the next guy. So you have to find yep. what's right for you. And so watching Rory, well, Rory is a great chipper, or, you know, looking at Stricker, looking it's at, you so know. irrelevant to guys, you, though. You know, it just it, it can be unless they yeah. exactly match you. You're like, okay, I see a lot of what I do within that golfer, and then you can take pieces of that. But other than that, you, know, you just got to kind of. I've been messing with my wedges over the last couple of weeks because I, I have a lot of time to do that right now. And uh, <laughs> well, you see in the backyard too, Jordan. So you know, I got you know a nice yeah. little area where I chip at every you got day. The area for um. So I've been messing with my wedges. I had uh, the UST Mamiya Wedge Protos which I wasn't aware of the time because I getting new into club building. I'm, I'm, you know, educating myself on things. Right. And, uh, those wedge protos, they're 135 grams. And, you know, that's, that's a heavy shaft for me. Um, it's a heavy shaft, but I'm finding out, you know, as I'm doing research and reading things, 135 is not crazy heavy for a wedge. Um, and, yeah. We'll see. You can. It, I mean, it's still, it's, it's still, it's still heavy because it's still a heavy shaft. But like I said, in that lighter thing, the usually the wedge head head is heavier, heavier, and um, on that too. So, but I, I have those I mean, things it'll, swing it'll balance it out. I have them swing weighted at D six right now, and yeah, and I'm so, loving. And them. that's where the the misconception is, is because you needed to get that. But sometimes you can get a heavy swing weight and still feel balanced, right? Because we've done it a couple of times, and I think we we lost lost it. I think his phone died. Okay. <laughs> so so um, Jordan's flying solo the rest of the show. So we're flying solo. Um, but I think we've we've done it where a couple of times, and this is where if you swap shafts, you have to be careful too, right? Because it may have a different balance. And when we were doing, oh, he's, he's back. back. Can you hear me if I'm on speaker? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Let me just go shut this door while I'm charging. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. He's back, um, ladies and gentlemen. I downstairs quick. So if I die again, I'll come back. No worries. Um, but 
you know, so we've done it a couple of times where we thought, you know, hey, our swing, our swing weight for our clubs need to be this, right? But when we put them in there, they felt really, really heavy when we got into that that weight. Wow. So you've got to be careful when you're when you're getting changing shafts and changing shaft weights that you're making sure the balance feels right to you where it's at. You want to be able to feel the head the same because there's still more weight to that shaft overall. Overall, so right. that can add to the to the to the swing weight as well. But I, I've been I've been loving tinkering with it, and the the last round that I played a month ago um, was the first round that I had those shafts in my wedges, and it was it was my best from one twenty in round I think I've ever played. See, and it, it may smooth you out. I've had to go heavier with guys that I'm fitting, just because of their motion and heavier. Um, club actually gets them feeling the shaft and getting it into the right spots better. Yeah, I've since since I since post surgery and working with Steven, um, getting my body more in sync. You know, with because I was I used to everything was really smooth. He told me he goes you have a great swing until you get to the top and then your swing is awful. <laughs> and, and so he's, you know, you're just way out of sync. So we've been working really hard and I'm a lot more in sync now, but I, you know, I've picked up club head speed. I've picked up compression big time and, and, uh, distance of course is, is there. Um, but with that has come me swinging heavier shafts. I, because before, with when I had the ruptured ankle, I I didn't use my right leg at all. It was just it was there for balance. That was it. Right. If you look at some of my yeah. old my old swings, you know I didn't use the ground at all. It, it was just there holding me up, and I was swinging a, a fifty five gram a toss shaft, um, that you know worked for me. And when with the PXG head that I had. That's what I was swinging a, a 55 gram uh, Mitsubishi uh, Kurokagi, and it it was working fine. And then once I started <laughs> working with Steven and building up the club head speed and and the proper balance and the proper sync, um, I just started losing it way right, just you know high yeah. way right. And he's like, "Well, what what shaft are we playing right now?" And he's like, "Oh no, son, <laughs> you need to get that out of there." Yeah. So slowly. I've worked up and and now I'm playing the new uh, Link Gunmetal uh, 70 gram um, stiff shaft and man, such a such a change, such a change. It's it's fun to yeah. tinker. That's, that's our problem. That's our problem. One of the golf store, we're always tinkering. <laughs> yeah, I bet you your tinkering is probably at next level compared to to my tinkering. <laughs> yeah, uh, we tried. It, it it gets you have to be very disciplined not to to switch out too much um, in the business that we're in. So um, we learn that the hard way sometimes when we go out and try something, and it it's just not doesn't work. And then then we, we used to well you know, we'll chastise ourselves and go, wait a second. Why we wouldn't suggest this our, to anybody. Our stu- students or our clients <laughs> do this. Why are we, why are we doing this ourselves? And it's, you know, it's, it's opportunity more than anything, I guess. So on, on the side of the last part of the, the golf, what you do there at the store with the fittings, it's shafts. And I, have, yep. in the last probably year and a half, my shaft education has grown immensely where now for me it's more critical than the head and and why is that not common knowledge what i if you want my honest opinion i think the oems obviously a good golf shaft costs as much as a good driver in a lot of cases so i think in a lot of ways they've been like designing for the masses, RSX, like, you know, I had a guy the other day who was 93 miles per hour. I put him in an X, um, you know, and so it's this, this broad blanket they tried to cover to where they could offer, hey, this is a, a shaft that, you know, a shaft's, a shaft's a shaft. And, you know, it's like the guy today, he comes in with the one shaft and he, you know, he's got 1600 spin. It's flying 192 in the air going 235. And, his dad's like, I don't know if he's going to be able to make this one work. I'm like, well, let's just try one. So the first shaft I put him in, 
He went from 192 carry to 245 carry, hit a 270 total. <laughs> and the kid looked at me and goes, I cannot believe the shaft makes that much difference. And honestly, yeah, the, flex of, the flex of the shaft was probably the same. It actually was probably the same exact CPM, but the kick point changed drastically. Yeah. And with the kick point changing drastically, it allowed him to time it up and to actually hit it the way he needed to. Yeah. Hit it. I, I so was. I was blown away when when you had Sam down here in Vegas running that little yeah. shop out of uh, Dragon yeah. Ridge. Um, yeah. I went twi- two times. I went and, and hung out with him and went through. Because yeah. uh, I was doing a driver fitting, and we ended up fitting me to the uh, graphic design DI6S. Um, yeah. The, and it was, it was so much fun going through that process. Bye. <laughs> um, you know, we we took twenty twenty five shafts and yeah. hit ten swings, and they said, "Okay, let's narrow it down and hit ten more swings with ten, and then narrowed it down to five. He's like, "All right, that's enough for today. You need to come back <laughs> because you're yeah. not you're not going to be producing good numbers after that many swings." You know, so then we came back yeah. and yeah. narrowed it down again, and it was so overwhelming for me you know i at the time i had been writing on the blog for eight years and i had never dived into shafts because i was i was nervous for personally i was afraid that i don't know what the hell i'm talking about and and yeah you know how can i write about this if i don't even know what i'm talking about so it was it was really overwhelming but it was so important and you know, I, I yeah. some of my friends that are just recreational golfers, you know, once a month, once every three months golfers, you know, I try to tell them, you know, hey, don't go buy the new driver, go get fitted for a shaft and see what yeah. happens. You know, I guarantee yeah. you, you're going to be happier with new shaft technology with an old head than with a new head with bland, boring stock <laughs> shaft technology. Or even if they're going to buy the new one, getting that fit so they at least make sure they're in the general area of the shaft profile they should be in, right? Whether that be flex, weight, you know, there's a there's a lot of different factors that go into it. Why it's, you know, which is why sometimes, you know, the OEMs and that's what they do is they're they're going for the shotgun approach, yeah, with what they're doing rather than you know we're going for the rifle. We're narrowing it down to one person. We're focusing that one person. They're focusing on millions of people millions with one of people and bulk discounts and well, yeah, <laughs> yes. that's like i tell people too name me one tour pro that went into a big box store and walked out with a stock shaft none of them i mean they're not they're not playing the stock ventus they're playing the ventus with the veto core you know they're not playing the all the rogue they're playing the the 500 version of the all the rogue yep. so, you know there's a lot of trickiness in the marketing which was something i didn't even understand until i got in the industry but um <laughs> I tend to agree. I'd rather see a guy in a five-year-old head with a good shaft than a brand new head with a with kind of a stock shaft. And, yep. and uh, you know, it, the shaft is the timing mechanism of the club. So if you can't match that up, then that's what it's about. It's about a funnel. It's about a funnel and trying different things. And based on how you swing, how you time, you know, how you load. Another reason why, you know, I want my guys that fit to be good instructors because you can't just look at a track band number and go, oh, yeah that's your shaft because you may not that may not work with him you may not have to go i had to go stiffer and a lower kick point with the guy the other day so that it would load properly and you need to be able to see that and and do that and i think that's one of the things that separates us at impact is you know i pride myself on having the best guys in the industry that know how to play the game also have the education to teach you how to pick the right stuff yeah yeah well hey man i got i got one more question for you um then we'll wrap this up. Uh, when is the Vegas location opening? <laughs> you know, I had I had already had it open. You know, <laughs> I mean, and and honestly, realistically, Sam did do a good job. Oh, he did a great Sam. job. Yeah, and I I like Sam. Um, Dragon Ridge was a tough location, um, partly because it's private, so a lot of people didn't understand they could come there yeah. right, without being a member or a guest of a member. Um, we didn't do, you know, I needed Sam to do a lot more on-site stuff where he maybe wasn't even making money, but he was sitting on the driving range for eight hours a day. That's not a lot of fun, but that's how I built it here in Utah, was just grassroots. I'd sit on a range, and that would lead the word of mouth. And So he did some of that, but I we probably needed to get more of that going. 
And then uh, the other thing that killed me with Dragon Ridge was being outside. Everybody says outside's great, but it killed me because in my peak season in Vegas, we were we were done fitting by four o'clock. Yeah, because it's dark at four thirty, so you yep. couldn't do a fitting. Um, so in my peak season, I had a ten to four o'clock window to fit people. Um, in the summer, you're ghost town because it's 120 degrees outside. People don't want to be getting fit outside at 120 degrees. I mean, we had a swamp Me, pool that I was do. blowing it so loud. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the oddity. Uh. But then we uh, we also with overseeding. I mean, we were closed the whole month of September. So you, I lose the whole month of September. I have a short. So if I would ever do, you know, we're actually looking at a another model possibly. Um, that's you know I, I would say not copying club champion but a little smaller indoor kind of facilities that would be a little more duplicatable for me mm-hmm. um and add kind of the teaching side of it in with it um so that's the other thing i think hurt sam a little bit i i mean i needed to get sam making a little more money quicker than he was able to make and so it just you know, I I think if I were to do that over again, not that I don't love Sam. Sam did an amazing job, but I threw him into kind of an area he really didn't have that many contacts. Yeah, that's, so I think if I ever tough. open again, if I were to ever open again, I'd try to hire somebody that's got some significant contacts in Vegas, and you know, an assistant pro that's well known somewhere that you know maybe wants the opportunity to make more money, but it's not really out there in the other side of the golf industry. So it's still well, one I have my eye on. I mean. I, I love your business model. I love what you're doing. I mean, it, it's, I, I'm, I'm talking with a friend of mine that, you know, we want to do something like this, you know, that's that we want to, you know, cause we think there's, there's so much room out there for places where people can go practice. They can get fit. They can get clubs fixed. They can, you know, order special stuff, you know, hang out with their friends. Um, they, there's definitely a spot for that. And in this town, what's crazy about it, like you were saying with, the it getting dark at four o'clock in the winter time and it being 110 degrees at six o'clock at night indoor golf has not taken off here and it's 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 a hard push yeah it's getting better reputation but it's still just a hard push but the 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 simulator technology has really started coming forward it's it's not as bad as it was you know three years ago you know it was it's not (laughs) as good as it is now um, but the other thing that kills this town is retail space is so damn expensive. Yeah. So and it, the one thing I think, uh, you know, if, one of the things we found with impact and, you know, kind of one of the things we're looking at right now with negotiating our lease is, you know, I'm kind of a, a destination location. And I don't necessarily have to be in high end retail. Yeah. Nobody cares where you're going to go to see me. I mean, I, when mm-hmm. I started, when I started fitting, I was doing it out of my dad's basement in his simulator. <laughs> And, you know, guys would just get my name. They'd call me on my cell phone and I'd be like, yeah, you know, I can meet you at my dad's house and they'd be at your dad's house. I'm like, yeah, that's where I have all my equipment. <laughs> and they'd come and we'd do the fitting on the simulator with a track man. And, you know, that was that. So I don't think it really matters as long as, and, and I think part of that is, is you can't just be a facility like that that doesn't have the reputation to draw the names. I mean, yeah. You know, I, I had the reputation here for four or five years of, mm-hmm. as the guy to go to if you wanted tour quality clubs. That's a huge, that kind of, huge benefit. Yeah. And honestly, like I said in the beginning of the interview, I didn't plan on impact. I mean, I was planning on just doing stock fits initially. I was kind of over that and was like, yeah, I'm going to go to this model where we're going to have leagues and we're going to play indoor golf. And and man, thank goodness it pivoted because I, I wanted to survive two years here <laughs> and the other model. So. Yeah, no, it's the indoor model. And then she, it's got to be done right. But like I said, and it's it's something that you can do in like light industrial because yeah. if you create that 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 buzz as the place to go, that's a good practice facility. <clears throat> you know, that's got you know you got good teachers there. You do you know you do good work. It's a you know, a good environment. You don't need to be in that high end retail. I mean, no. some, if, if you've got the money and you can get in that like exact right location where you're going to get fed and you're going to get, you know, four to five, you know, five to 10 people coming, just walking through the door. Um, and at any day, then that's different, but that doesn't happen. There's not many places that are like that. So no, it's just like the golf swipe. 
impact our sign is on the largest billboard that you pass going through the Solly Valley. I've got a big sign that says impact officer. I don't know how many people, maybe in six years, I've had two that have come <laughs> off the road. Yeah. I saw your sign. Everybody, <laughs> yeah. everybody that comes in is like, well, how'd you hear about us? Well, so-and-so told Good me enough. that I need to come to you guys. So, yeah, and that's yeah. how I've kind of grown in it. You know, kind of back to the Vegas thing. I just didn't have the money really to take away from this facility to put big marketing bucks into down there. Yeah. And that's where I needed the local flair to kind of get the word of mouth going. And it was starting. It was starting. I think had I wanted to stick it out and it, the stress was really high that year for me because when I was there, I felt like I needed to be here. When I was here, I felt like I needed to be there. Yeah. And so I was traveling a lot. I didn't see my kids for like a year. Oh, that's uh, no fun. And so it was, it was hard. And so that's kind of, I didn't shut it down because it wasn't successful. I, I shut it down more for peace of mind with me, just as a, a life that I needed to uh, that, live here yeah, with and, family. And Dragon Ridge is a, is a tough spot, like you were saying, and they're not exactly <laughs> privy to people that aren't members coming and hanging out. You know, I, yeah, I've, it's, I've it's gotten the I mean, evil eye. It, you know, from, from going up there to seeing Sam and, you know, Mike yeah. Davis runs his shop out there and, and we got some friends yeah. that take their kids. And, and I know, you know, people are like, they don't like out of, you know, non-members hanging. Yeah. Oh. And it's, it's a great spot. And, you know, Chris does a good job, but you are right. There's just not that feel that it's like, oh, cool. I could go to impact. Like I never had that there. It just never like, you know, and they didn't really help push it to outside mm -mm. people either, you know? So it was a good, good try and helped me learn. And, you know, I still have grand visions of, of doing something like that someday down there, but you know, we'll kind of see how it goes, but <laughs> it was fun. Well, hey, guy, thanks for uh, taking some time out. I, uh, I appreciate you coming on. I know with, you know, the world events going on, everybody, it's just a crazy time. So it's, uh, it's been refreshing to, kick back and and talk some golf with you two guys for for this time so i i really appreciate it um yeah make, make sure uh you follow impact golf center on instagram um they're in the salt lake yes. city area jordan block how do you say your last name i that's why i never say it because i always say blocks it's Bloxum. you don't have to emphasize the h yeah Bloxum. <laughs> he's a red sox fan so it's it hurts to yeah. blocks him red yeah. socks him yeah uh, so check out Jordan and Derek. They're both there. Uh, schedule your uh, fitting, your lessons. Your uh, you got the Derek Fox Academy. It's it's a really great place. And next time I'm in town, I am gonna come by. I promise. I swear. Yeah, come see us. All right, guys. Thank you so much. All right.